Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lewis Arthur, Boxing Social in association with Empire Fight Store and William Hill. Delighted to be joined with Frank Warren. We're here at London for the Magnificent Seven card. A magnific- and you've done it again, mate. Another Magnificent Seven card, all from them years ago. How are you feeling going into this one? Well, we've been, hey, Lewis, we've been talking about it for a long while and uh, the opportunity came. There was uh, quite a few fights that we've been trying to get away and we decided to bunch them all up and put them on one show and uh, give the fans... All those builders and plumbers and guys who want to come out and see the good fights, big boxing supporters, to give them a night they won't forget, and I think this will be one. We'll start with the main event. Nick Ball takes on a massive challenge in Isaac Dogbo. Um, Nick Ball is a, is a highly, highly touted prospect, and now he's facing a, a big task in Isaac Dogbo, you know, only ever lost to Rabizi Ramirez and Emmanuel Navarrete. Um, how big of a fight could this be, and how big of a test can it be for Nick Ball? This is a massive step up for him, you know. This is a me stepping up really stepping up in class but you know we have every confidence in him he's got confidence in himself and I um, I believe this fight could be the make of him but you know Isaac's no slouch as you see he's the former WBO champion um, but the prize is big you know the winner of this uh, becomes the mandatory so um, he's got everything to do next everything to go for it's a it's a great opportunity for him and I think he's really capable of, of winning the fight so it's all up to him now. We've done the hard work outside the ring. He's got to do the real hard work inside the ring. Look at Denzel Bentley versus Nathan Heaney. We know what Nathan Heaney brings. Um, what was the reason putting him in for a British title shot now, would you say, and not maybe looking for something like Stoke? Well, we were looking to try and get a show on at Stoke. We've tried all the summer, but unfortunately, they have him work done to their ground. And now the football season's on. And that means, you know, that's out of action until next May or June. So, you know, Nathan's chomping at a bit. He wants a title fight. And uh, Denzel wants to defend his title. And it's a good fight. There's going to be a tremendous atmosphere there. And I think it's going to be a, I think it's be a real, real interesting and highly charged fight. I think we're, it's going to be a lot of fun. Look at Hannah Rank, signing Hannah Rankin. She's back out for a world title fight. Um, been there at the top level, facing real, real good competition. Um, how good is it to finally get her, to get her signed and be in big fights? Yeah, I'm delighted. You know, we've we've made I think we've made some um, some serious moves into women's boxing. We've got a few few uh, very good women fighters on the books now, and we're delighted Anna's joined us and uh, she's been rewarded with a world title fight straight away. And again, it's a it's a tough fight, but it's a good fight. I mean, all these fights are really good, good quality, competitive fights. 
You also see you know, Liam Davies back out, Nathaniel Collins, um, Kakache and Garner in a massive step up for Ryan Garner. So it must be exciting that you know, fans are going to want to stay for every single fight. I hope so, because they're all top of the bills in their own right. And you've got, you've got, that's what you've got there. You've got seven top of the bill events on one promotion. And the last time we did it was a few years ago. It was a fabulous night's boxing. And out of that, a few stars were born. There were some really, really, really you know, good fighters who came through and went on to do some big things on the world stage. And I think that's the same thing will happen on, on the 23rd in Manchester. Absolutely. Well, we'll move on to the big news that happened. Tyson Fury versus Alexander Rusik is signed, uh, sealed, delivered. No date yet, but it's 100% happening, legally binding contracts. How excited are we to, to finally get this fight over the line and almost shut up all the criticism that came around it? You've said it all. We shut up all the criticism. We're all excited. That's what it's all about. It's done. It's signed. How good is it to, to have fights in Saudi and, and finally, you know, you've got not only one fight, you've got two fights in Saudi now? Well, look, we... we you know, everybody's concerned, all the teams, the fighters, their management, promoters, uh, the, the Saudis, uh, His Excellency, uh, the Doctor, everybody's moved heaven and earth to make these events happen. And they're happening, and that's great for boxing. There was a reason why they weren't happening, and it wasn't down to us. It was the fact that at the time um, that Usyk had signed with Skillset Challenge, and we were kept being told we were getting an offer and we never received one. So that's all in the past now. The most positive thing that's happened is that both boxers have signed for the fight. And after the fight on the 28th of this month, which is, you know, hopefully not going to be a banana skin, but after that fight, hopefully we'll be in a position to announce it and give the date. But Tyson's got to get through that first. And he's, in front, he's, he's not taking certainly won't be taking that for granted he's in he's in there with a guy who's got everything to gain and nothing to lose and he's and he's and he's a, he's got a potent weapon he's got a tremendous punch i was going to say that what you know you don't want it to happen ideally but there is a you know, prospect that what happens if fury loses against uh, ngano i know the wbc belt isn't on the line but what, what would happen in a hypothetical situation well, we're not contemplating that we'll see what happens if that does occur at the moment you know he's got to work on that fight Look, we wouldn't, in an ideal world, we wouldn't have announced that this fight was signed. The problem is, once it's signed, you've got to lodge the contracts. And once we've lodged the contracts, everyone would have known. So that's the reason we've said it. So we don't think for one minute anyone or anybody is taking things for granted, because we're not taking it for granted. All we want to do is be on top of getting the information out there, rather than it being leaked out from other sources. One thing I did want to ask, with this fight being signed, are all the governing bodies on board with this? Because we knew that our RBF were looking at slapping a mandatory of Filip Hergovic. Um, I know the Southlands are still going to protest that. Um, are all the governing bodies on board with Undisputed? Yeah. So there won't be any issues with, with Hergovic being placed as a mandatory? Not my problem. The fight's signed, it's on. Oh, that's completely fair enough. One thing that was also reported was a, a potential two-way rematch clause um, for either side. Is there any truth in, in that? I'm not even going to go there with any of that at the moment. All we're focusing on is the 28th. That's the most important thing because, as I say, no one can, no one can afford to slip up on me. You know, you're, with, by talking about things like we're talking like four fights down the road and so forth, which is not appropriate. One thing I did want to mention to you was in June... Um, 
Eddie Hearn called you desperate, that you haven't got an offer from Saudi, they've, they had an offer from Saudi, um, how, do you, how does it look now in hindsight with these comments in October that you've obviously got two fights in Saudi and he hasn't, really, he hasn't got any? I don't know if he can get back in Saudi after the things he's been saying, who knows, I mean, uh, but what do I care what he says, he's got a lot of work on his hands, I mean he's got to get into the recycling business, which he's into, and uh, he's you know, bringing, trying to bring these guys back. He's got, he's, got, he's got a big, big task on his hand in, in getting uh, AJ sorted out. So let him get on with that. And he's got to come up with an opponent that the builders are going to buy into. And with this fight for Tyson Fury, he's fought great competition. Deontay Wilder, Vladimir Klitschko beat them. Do you feel like this is the hardest fight of his career, Alexander Usyk? On when? Is Alexander Usyk the hardest fight of Tyson Fury's career? Every, of course, it's, it, it, for him, mentally, it's the hardest fight he's going to have because he can't afford to slip up. He's got a lot of pressure on him. And as I say, Usyk, I don't think Usyk's got any pressure on him. He's got it all to gain, nothing to lose. Because everybody thinks it's going to be a formality. It won't be a formality because I think the styles make fights and I think this guy's got... He's not going to outbox Tyson. I'd, I'd, I'd be very, very shocked if he did that. But the only way he can win the fight, I think, is to knock Tyson out. And Tyson, in his last three or four fights... He's changed his style a little bit, well, dramatically changed his style, where he's not up behind the jab, he's been, he's been trading with people. So I can see it being a shootout, and he can't afford to make a mistake, Tyson. And when it comes to Fury, you've obviously got the fight side now, and that's the whole thing you focus on. Do you feel like with the public, he played the game a little bit with, you know, the Instagram videos, all the stuff he was saying, he sort of got all the public fooled, and he just sort of wind, wind them up in a way? Not at all. I think if anybody's watched his documentary, you see, you know... He gets up in the morning and he says what's in his head. That's how he is. There's no, there was no plan or anything. It's just it's what it was. And at the end of the day, um, you know, all the stars aligned and it, and it managed to ha- get managed to get signed. I did want to mention the undercard you took uh, for Saudi in a couple of weeks' time. We obviously see a massive fight between Fabio Wardley and David Adelaide, you know, Martin Bacoli, all this card. Is it exciting to, to have all the good, Moses Hammer as well, especially, but I think the main focus is obviously, you know, Wardley Adelaide, which is a massive fight for, for both. Well, it's a really, really heavy duty night. All those good heavyweight fights are on there, good heavyweights, and I'm looking forward to it. And that fight's got, is, you know, an all British affair, and it's going to be, that's going to be a highly competitive fight. There's no doubt about that. I mean, there's no love lost between the two of them. It's a shame it's got to that. I was annoyed about what happened at the uh, press conference. But anyway, that's gone now. And these guys are going to get on with their fight. And we're going to make sure there's no fights before the fight. And they behave themselves. Sticking on the topic of the heavyweight division, it's been a few months, a few weeks removed since Gilles Zhang took on Joe Joyce. Um, what do you think is next for Zhang? I know Terry Lane came out and said, you know, we want, be, we want massive fights. We want the likes of Wilder now. Is it exciting that you've got so much opportunity with Zhang? And what do you think you want next for him? Well, he, is the, he is the mandatory for the WBO title. So he's ever holding that belt probably next June. They're going to be facing him. In the meantime, he'll want to fight. So we'll get, we'll get him out before then. He'll have fights. And sticking on Joe Joyce, what is next for him? Um, is it hard to rebuild him after the Zhang loss? Look, he's, he's, he's up until the Zhang fight, he was, I mean, people were even saying, a lot of people saying it'd be a real tough fight for Tyson. So, you know, he's lost, he's lost it, he lost the fight, he got caught with a tremendous punch, which I felt, whoever that hit, he would have knocked, they would have knocked him, knocked, he would have knocked him over. Um, he's decided he wants to fight on, so he's got to rebuild, he goes back to the drawing board. And it would be a hard slog back, but he's a, he's a tough guy, he's a nice guy, 
and he wants to do that and if he wants to do it we'll get behind him as I said from day one he wants to fight on we're with him and he wants to fight on what did you make of Tony Bellew's comment saying that Joe Joyce wouldn't even beat Fabio Wardley and you know, suggesting that he wasn't even really at British level well, it's just totally rude. I think it's disrespectful and I just thought it was so rude and dis- disrespectful you know Joe's done it at the Olympic level he got robbed in the Olympic Games and, and I'm, I don't care what he may be saying now was not what was being said prior to the Zhang fight everybody but everybody was saying you know how capable he was look he beat a fighter he knocked a fighter o- over stopped a fighter and Joseph Parker who never been on the floor before and we all know what Joe, Joseph Parker did when he comes to fight you know he was a real tough competitor he put him on the floor and he knocks him out he'd done he'd done what nobody else has done in the heavyweight division so I think it's very disingenuous of him to jump on that bandwagon I mean this is the guy who's continuously um, look if you're on the zone and you're with Matram and you get beat you're a great fighter you come back and if you're with us then you're not a good fighter that's his mentality he's disingenuous and at the end of the day who gives a flying toss what he's got to say no one takes him seriously and obviously just another thing on a heavyweight topic, we see Daniel Dubois lost to Alexander Rusik previously. Um, have you had much conversation with the WBA about the appeal? Is there any more update no, on that? I've written to him today, asking what's going on. We've been very patient and we want to know what's happening. And just the last one, Anthony Yard. Um, ben Shalom came out on Sky, on TalkSport, talking about that they've agreed uh, the fight, that he faces the winner of Buatsi Aziz with that first fight being on Sky. Then he got corrected by boxers saying that that wasn't the case. Um, what do you know about him? What's much uh, up like, to clear up what he was saying? Well, nothing been said. There's been no discussions. If they want the fight, that's fantastic. But there hasn't been any discussions with him about the fight, that's for sure. Not to my knowledge, anyway. Absolutely. Frank, just want to say thank you for your time to speak to me. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, good to, good to catch up with you, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.